0: Oh, yeah. local sports. You can always text in your thoughts on the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead hotline at 765-447-4080. That number again is 765-447-4080. And that's how you get at me here on the program today. Hey, it's all me today, baby. But we got plenty to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and get started. It's Need to Know News time. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, we'll start with some football news. The portal seems... Wyatt, for the time being, there's been some good news for Purdue. Yesterday, Gus Hartwig said he's not going anywhere, and uh, today Nick Scorton basically just he just texted out unfinished business. Okay, couple guys that you need it. Another guy, though, not hitting the portal, but declaring for the NFL draft, and that is safety Sanusi Kane. Announced it last night that he will forgo his final season of eligibility. And uh, he'll jump into the NFL draft. The captain this year, seventh, I'm sorry, he was second on the team with 79 tackles. Started all 12 games and a consensus honorable mention all Big Ten selection this year. Shout out to Purdue Volleyball. They tied a program record set in 2021. Six honors in the Big Ten postseason awards list. Honorees include three All-Big Ten First Team selections, an All-Big Ten Second Team, and two All-Freshman Team knots. Ava Hudson, unanimous first team honors. Raven Colvin, Chloe Shaquine, all first teamers. Let's go. Uh, Libero Maddie Sherhorne took home second team honors, and Coyne and Taylor Anderson Also, all-freshman team. I would hope if you make uh, all-first team conference, you also make the freshman team. She coined was a unanimous vote. I know. Folks here locally are just shocked by that news. She's good. And real good. First time since 05, two players have earned all-freshman team honors. You love to see it. Indiana's finalizing a deal to make James Madison's uh, head coach, Kurt Signetti, the school's next football coach, according to ESPN and a lot of other sources now. Signetti was named the 2023 Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year on Thursday. Took Jay Madison through a nice little transition in, in, into the FBS. They are 11-1 this season, tops in the Sunbelt. Looks like they'll be bowl eligible too, huh? They led the nation in rushing defense and tackles for loss. And a top 20 scoring offense and scoring defense. It was a good pickup. Big Ten hoops last night. Ohio State 88-61 over Central Michigan. Iowa 103. North Florida 78. Tonight, if you want to be a sicko, you can watch Minnesota hosting New Orleans. Gophers are a 12.5 point favorite. I don't know much about New Orleans, but I can tell you this. I 100% already want to take plus 12.5. They're just so bad. Over-unders at 150. You can get 6-1 to one on your money if you want to take New Orleans to win the game. It's not like Minnesota is the best in non-conference games at Williams Arena. Just saying. Just saying. New Orleans hasn't... They haven't really played or beaten too many teams. The Golden Gophers, of course, that loss to Missouri, and then that home loss, or uh, I'm sorry, the neutral site loss to San Francisco. Ugh. No, that wasn't Williams, wasn't it? Yeah. They're not a good team. I know that. Bears news here. Bears kicker Cairo Santos is your NFC Special Teams Player of the Month for November. Received the reward previously in November 2016 with the Chiefs and in December 2020 with the Bears. Uh, he had 14 field goal attempts this month, and he made 12 of those kicks. Not bad. Tonight, volleyball in action. Your number 3 seeded Purdue volleyball squad kicks off their NCAA tournament in Holloway Gymnasium. They're going to be taking on Fairfield in the first round. That match will be streamed on ESPN+, Plus starting at 7 p.m., Fairfield's first mat- matchup against a ranked opponent this year. Dave Shondell has led Purdue to the tournament 18 times in 21 years and owns a 30-16 and 16 record in the tournament. Pacers are at Miami tonight, 2.5-point road dogs. Blackhawks in Detroit, they'll face Patrick Kane and the Blackhawks, although uh, I literally looked this up right before I came down. They are not going to press him in the service tonight club says they're going to wait until probably Wednesday against the Rangers. So he'll get revenge against the Rangers. Not the Blackhawks tonight. Which is a shame because I wanted to bet him to score a goal tonight. Really, really wanted to do it. Now I can't. It's a bummer. There you go. That is today's Need to Know News. Now, maybe you want to watch the Pacers tonight. You're definitely watching volleyball tonight. You're not touching Big Ten basketball. You're not watching Minnesota tonight. But we got Thursday night football, and it's going to probably be a one-sided blowout. As Dallas will host Seattle, this is not good news for Geno Smith. Not good news at all. His passer rating under pressure is 69.4 this season. He is not very good unless he has a clean pocket. And he's not going to get the too many opportunities with a good pocket tonight. Cowboys defense, number one in pressure rate this season. Over the past seven weeks, the Seahawks offense ranks in the bottom three of the league in both three and out percentage on offense as well as touchdown per possession rate. Translation a lot of three and outs and not a lot of scoring. At least getting the ball in the end zone. On the season. Dallas is winning by 29 points per game at home. Now they played some scrub teams, still pretty impressive. I'm on the Dallas spread, which is at eight and a half. You just the Seattle defense has been consistently bad. The offense without Kenneth Walker tonight, so Geno Smith is going to have to put the ball in the air, which is really a strength of the Dallas defense plus you figure they're going to be trailing right so yeah I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna take the eight and a half tonight in the Cowboys they have allowed the second fewest passing yards per game this season as well this is not lining up very well for Geno Smith although I do think his passer total is pretty darn low it's like 220 something I think it's low, but I don't want to get in on that. I don't think Seattle scores very much here. The team total is 19.5 and probably on the under there. Seahawks have done that in three of their last four. And we're under in a fourth game against Washington with four minutes left. And then they got that cheapo field goal. C.D. Lamb's probably a target tonight on a uh, touchdown, but I say this. Uh, The odds are varying wildly, so look around your books here and try to find those good deals. I don't think you hate Dallas. The defense tonight is not a bad flyer to put out there on an anytime touchdown score. I don't hate it. Myers on uh, over 1.5 field goals. Probably another good one that you like tonight. For him to hit two. About the only, it might be the only way they score tonight. But I'm taking Dallas tonight. I'll eat the eight and a half. If you don't like that, bump it back down to seven. Drink some of the juice if you like. I mean, this is a Dallas game. Dallas is scoring, Pollard's probably scoring. We also know about primetime unders, yes. We remember primetime unders are insanely hot. Unless Dallas crosses that, uh, was it 43, I think? Unless Dallas crosses that on their own, I don't think Seattle's going to provide a whole lot of help in that regards. Unless they somehow manage to backdoor this thing in the fourth quarter. Which is a possibility. But even with that, I think I think you're safe on the 8.5 Dallas that's the way I'll go. Might put together a little same-game parlay. First half over six and a half. I'm sorry, first half uh, spread of six and a half in favor of Dallas. Put the, put the uh, Dallas to win by eight and a half. And I'll probably pick an anytime touchdown score in there. But that's the way I go. You know what? Forget that. Go ahead and take that uh, under uh, 20 points. For Seattle as well. Put those three together, and eh, it's not bad for you right there. And you put together a little parlay. We're gonna take a timeout. Don't you go anywhere. Let's talk about uh, what Indiana's about to do here. And uh, this Kurt Signetti thing is a good idea. We'll talk about it next. It's the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer. and one- Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 thehammer 1017THammer.com. I'm Jared Jessolitis. Uh, your thoughts, as always, on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline at 765-4474080. That's how you reach out to me. Uh, it sounds like it's official. It wasn't when I put together in my profile for the day. But um Yeah, Signetti's going to be the head coach. At Indiana, um, quite honestly, I feel like it's a good hire for them. I saw some of the other names they had on the list, and I said, "Eh, this seemed to be the best." And the very smart thing that they're doing right now down in Indiana is the the NIL. They are they're they're going. They're in. They're doing a whole campaign around this, specifically for football. Osterman, Zach Osterman for the Star, says they got $3 million in the NIL chest there, ready to go. I mean, that's almost a prerequisite before you start taking these jobs, right? You got to know that the NIL money's there to give you the help. Of course, Matt Rule's out here saying it's going to take you... What, like $3 million to get a good... uh, $2.5 million to get a good uh, quarterback these days? Portal's popping. I've not seen if he'll officially coach the bowl game for JMU or not. I don't know why. Why would you do that? Why would you want to be a month behind... everybody else to your new job. And you can't do both these things at the same time. You got to do one or the other. I mean, we watch coach Walters come in. You got to get everything set up. Lord knows how much of the staff he's going to bring. I don't know if it's going to be like a Jeff Brom situation or what. But again why why i want my guy to come in i want him to hit the ground running we gotta start making some inroads in the portal we gotta see if we can flip some of these uh some of these high school uh commits at the last second Jed tells me he is going to coach the pole game. I didn't see it definitively, but I'll take Jed's word for it. And it might be out there, I just haven't been able to get around to it. But overall, I look, I think IU makes a good decision here. And I told you, the fact that they paid as much as they did to get Tom Allen out of there showed that they had the money and they were serious. They were going to go after somebody that was a serious guy. A guy that has, you know, won at all the stops that he's been in. Can he make it work at Indiana? Hey, it's not the easiest thing there. But it has to start somewhere. Right? I'm not ready to sit here and tell you that he is going to lead some kind of resurgence and this team is going to just grow by leaps and bounds. I mean, they'll get, they'll get better under him. My questions are, is how, you know, what does he have to do in the first couple years to maintain the support? Like if you're these donors, what do you need to see? Maybe you give them a pass on the first year, but then if you come out the second year and it's, uh we got like one or two pieces, but that's about it. Hey, another five-win season. If he comes out like back-to-back five-win seasons, you, you know, does he lose that support and then does it start to fall apart? Because this takes, I mean, football is a serious commitment from an athletic department. It is a serious commitment from, uh, from boosters in a Power Five school. That's the one thing here is he's not been a head coach at a Power Five school. But anybody that spent time around saving in the glory times. I mean, that's that's the thing that stands out on the resume, does it not? And he's gonna roll into, you know, you want Purdue to be this, um, this big offensive uh, juggernaut, like in the glory days. This guy's gonna roll into, into schools in Indianapolis. And say, you know who, you know Julio Jones? Yeah, coach. Used to love him growing up. Yeah, you know who, you know who recruited him? That was me, Mark Ingram. You ever heard of him? Oh yeah, that's me. Dante Hightower, that one was on me. So, yeah, look, this is a good pickup for them. The other thing that he is, you would hope, would do if you are an Indiana football fan, you know, the ones that actually go and don't wear the reversible jacket kind of fan. The other thing that you need to do is you need to give this program an identity. You know, when you think of IU football over the last 25 years, does it have an identity to you besides losing? Does it have, do do you think offense, do you think defense, do you think quarterbacks, do you think linebackers, do you think defensive linemen? I mean, is there, do they have a niche? That may be the most important thing that he does when he gets to Bloomington is to try to give this thing an identity. But look he, he's been a winner. he's already been in Indiana, one in Pennsylvania. went from four and ten to what seven and three? went to Elon a team that had a 4 and20 conference record six straight losing seasons he shows up they won eight games in a row and then lost the Mac championship to Toledo then he shows up to James Madison you've seen this uh how they've done with going from the FCS up here to the to the top level. So good that they were trying to get him to change the rules. Let him play for the conference championship. He's had that success. Quite honestly, I didn't know that he was going to be a serious candidate for Indiana because I thought, and, and most people thought, he'd stay out east and probably be the guy that gets the Duke job. But, you know, a a coach's son, too. His dad was a legendary coach at West Virginia. So, yeah, look, this was a smart hire uh, by Indiana. Emboldened by an injection of money. And they want to do something. spent all that money on that stadium. And then skimped on the suites and did a video about it. And they said, hey, we want to try to take this thing to the next level. We spent all this money here. We, we ought to do something. And the photos of the stadium were just laughable. Because they were so empty. Now you bring in a guy. I mean... As his career as a head coach, he hasn't had a losing season. That's so impressive. He finished at IUP fifty-three and seventeen. At Elon, he was fourteen and nine. James Madison's fifty-two and nine. a great resume i can't wait to see all the contract details on this because apparently james madison ponied up some money to try to keep him would have made him the highest paid coach in sunbelt history but he's ready to move on up it's interesting it's fascinating had I really thought that he was a candidate, I would said, yeah, this this is a guy that should definitely be on the list. I, again, I still like Brendan Marion, but maybe he's a head coaching job away from getting this. And maybe I vastly underestimated the money that Indiana was willing to spend on its head football coach. Again, I, to spend the money to get Allen out of there, yes, doesn't necessarily mean they were going to pony up big money for the next hire. But they do okay, but apparently they did enough and they've got their coach of the future. We're going to take a break. Hang tight. I got plenty more Hammer Down show for you next. We're back. This right here is the Hammer Down show on 1017thehammer, 1017thehammer.com. You guys are uh, always hitting me up on the Blue Fox Heating Cooling uh, Hammerhead Hotline with your text thoughts jed got at me here on twitter though saying that uh signetti uh three million is uh yeah okay uh but no play calling experience never called an offense or defense walked in success at jmu with a nine and three team uh hasn't even called special teams staff or line hey if it works Like if I go into the casino and I play roulette and I play uh, all the numbers except for zero and double zero and I win a few bucks a hand and I come out with, you know, a hundred bucks somehow. Don't care. It, 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 that's profit. We're winning. Winning's winning. I think he cares how he gets there. We'll see. Time's going to tell. It's a whole different playing field than the one that he's used to, at least as a head coach, but he's gone out there on some big stages. Like I said, that time at Alabama is, uh, you, you hope that's prepped you for what's to come. Phil hit us up. Uh... Phil Phil's a bit at me here about the portal and stuff too. Some players enter the portal trying to uh, relive their recruiting experience. Uh, a lot just needs a change, but uh, uh, but some after the money. Yeah, that that that's happening. Let's look at the portal here, and it seems to be the initial rush is done for Purdue. Um, the sad thing is, so many of these. People or these players are not going to find landing spots. Uh, a lot of them are giving up scholarships in order to try to find a new landing spot or perhaps greener past years that they don't end up finding it. That's what I don't like. The Rules out here talking about it's two and a half million dollars to uh to get a uh good quarterback and NIL money. Maybe it's two and a half million dollars to get them to come to Nebraska. But that's not one to produce issues here. Um, the Nil money is good I think the Nil money can help uh, but I, I think kids that are 100% just gonna go to the highest bidder it, I I don't know if those are always the best caliber of players and guys that you're gonna be able to get on the field I think it's a tiebreaker for a lot of kids. I think that there is a lot of kids out there that go, hey, I like this program and I like this program and this program. I'd maybe narrow it down to these two, but I don't know how to decide. If one's offering a lot of money and one's going, eh, we can throw you a, a bone here, but that's about it. I believe that can be a difference maker. But as you and I both know, we, we work jobs that we don't like for money, right? And we've... I think a lot of people have taken a job specifically for the money and regret it, and want to go someplace where maybe they're valued more, treated better, something like that. But are, you know, or willing to sacrifice money to do that. I think it's the same could be said for a lot of these kids, not all of them, but some of them. And I don't think that that's necessarily why a majority of these kids have jumped into the portal. Although maybe one or two of them have probably. Uh, had somebody's through an interme- you know hit them up let them know about things it happens we know it happens I'm not accusing anybody in in any way shape or form but we know that there are people that go and throw out sums of money as a hypothetical and then you see somebody jump into a uh, portal and all of a sudden come out like a week later it happens. But it is what it is. The thing that we told you going into portal season on Monday was that Purdue really couldn't afford to lose. Offensive line really couldn't afford to lose. Secondary help. They were probably looking for inside linebacker as well. Portal help. Now you clearly have to add wide receiver to this. Because that position got hammered. You lost your top two I would argue probably your top three wide receivers here in Burks, Rice, and Sheffield. You add in DeVille, and that's four players at a position that's going to demand some attention. And you look at what remains on the roster for wide receivers... Jaden Dixon Veal Abdul Rahman Yasin Elijah Canyon still here the, the staff loved Jamal uh, Edring, but he had the injury the kid they brought over from FAU in the portal Jerron Tibbs the uh, freshman wideout from Cathedral Andrew Sawinski the kid from Shatard that you you know you heard a little of this year, another indie kid Trey Firestone, and a, a, a list of just other guys that are walk-ons. I mean, I just I, I read you off. I think Edring could be the guy, but I just led you. I, I read you off some guys. You know, you had the injuries. Jaden Dixon-Veal showed you some flashes. But if that was your top three, that probably wouldn't invoke the most confidence in that unit for you because there's a lot that's improved. You see it a little bit here or there. But you kind of come into the same thing where you say, hey, who's the alpha? Who's the top guy? Who commands all of the attention uh, in that unit? And I don't know if there's anybody in that unit right now that you know blows the doors off for you that you're aware of, but it was a position I was not expecting to see um, robbed of its talent, so to speak. And I don't fault these guys like you know Rice and Sheffield. They they you know get degrees. They want to go do the transfer thing. That's cool. I don't fault these kids when they want to do this. I just, I don't. Mainly because even if you say, hey, uh, man, I remember the good old days when, you know, guys were loyal and stuff. If somebody walked up to your job today and liked the work that you did and offered you a big bonus to come work for them, You go talk to, if you love your workplace, you talk to your boss and say, hey, I got another offer on the table here. Meet me halfway, get me there. If not, I'm going to go. You do it. Your manager's not going to go, well, oh, what happened to loyalty? Gave you a job for you know, four years here. Like, well, hey, I gotta make my money. This is why I don't fault the kids for doing that money or no money for some of them that's exactly why they're doing it yes majority of them no it still remains a lot of them are looking for better situations than to showcase talents or they're looking for playing time it's not working out here coaches leave that recruited is the reason that you came here you get here maybe produce just not for you But then there are some guys that say, hey, listen, I need a better platform to showcase my talents. I only got one shot at this to get to the next level and get paid to do this stuff. I can't be messing around. I understand that. I think you and I will do the exact same thing. It stinks as a fan. You don't want to lose these players. But you know what's going to happen here? In a couple of weeks, the names coming in are going to be in the news. And you're going to get over all this. But for now at least, it seems like it's calmed down. You got some reassuring tweets from Gus Hartwig and from Nick Scorton, which was great. You really needed those guys. Scorton is the anchor, the heart and soul of your defense, the leader in sacks in the Big Ten. You did not want to lose him to anybody. Also, I'd like to point out, anytime you see uh, pictures of Boilermaker football players out in the community doing something, visiting the hospital, whatever, he's always there. Just tremendous off the field as well. So yeah, you you don't like seeing some of the O-line depth go, like Kaltenberger. It's hard to get these offensive linemen out of the portal. Because the good ones, the experienced ones, are very few far in, you know, to, to get. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's no denying that uh, you're going to lose four or five wide receivers here. That's uh, I don't know if we count Steptoe as a wide receiver, but, yeah, that's going to demand some attention. But they'll hit it hard here. They're going after offensive linemen. You knew they were going to be doing that. Now they're going to open up some room for some wide receivers and if entering turns out to be as good as people thought that, you know, were, were telling me, they can go out there and find another guy like that again this year. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here on the Hammer Down Show next on 101. <laughs> Trying to wrap up your Hammer Down Show here on a Thursday on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7thehammer.com. We will have Thursday night football for you later on this evening. It is good. Dallas hosting Seattle and What else are you gonna watch? You gonna watch Minnesota New Orleans? Is that what you're gonna do? That's what I thought. You're not watching that game. Nationally I look, there's not even like a good men's basketball game on tonight. Liberty Florida Atlantic? You on that on ESPNU? No? Arkansas-Pine Bluff-Oklahoma, that's a 27.5-point spread. Nope. Creighton-Oklahoma State, nope. Texas State-Texas, that's a 20-point spread. Nope. You watch the Pacers tonight, I guess. If you can watch the Pacers tonight. A full slate of NHL, you got Blackhawks-Red Wings tonight. You got ESPN Plus. Red Wings minus 200. Ugh might be a little one-sided. It's a full slate of NHL. I mean, there is a stacked night of NHL. Everybody's involved. It is what it is. Let's get into uh, some of the things we may have missed. Shout out to former Boilermaker Jaquiel Taylor on his Twitter. Was this yesterday? Was this today? This was this morning. Uh, announcing officially retiring from the game. Given this game everything that I had, and I have no I leave with no regrets moving forward. Looking forward to taking the next steps in life. Good for him. Man, just a guy that I wanted to see so many good things happen for him at Purdue. Maybe he was just here at the wrong time. Always seemed like a good dude. I know he was on the TBT team for a while there too, wasn't he? I'm glad he doesn't have any regrets though. So many times when you spend your life doing the same thing. I some of these guys playing basketball in a serious manner since what? Ten, twelve? You do this pro ball thing, you travel around to your... Hey, how old's Shaquille now? Late 20s? So let's just ballpark this at 15 years. So you're doing something very seriously that's the focus of your life for 15 years. And then your body says, hey, you can't do it anymore. And you are forced to take that next step. Having either maybe not... Maybe realizing or maybe not even realizing your lifelong goals. It's hard when your body and time humble you like that. And so many people have trouble moving out of a life that was regimented like that, that you had the same aim for, and now all of a sudden you can't go back to that. It's tough. But I'm glad he's taking this with the optimism that you should be. That's the next chapter in life. But I've seen far too many athletes, a lot of people in the military and stuff too. That's just that they've known that as their life. And then, you know, it's taken away from them. essentially. Now, he's made the decision, don't get me wrong, but at one point the body tells, you know, it, it doesn't keep up anymore. So I, I wish him good health and good fortune. Always seemed like a good guy. Best of luck to Jaquiel Taylor. Calling it a career. The Brewers are about to do something nobody's ever done. They're going to give a 19-year-old prospect Jackson Chirillo an eight-year extension worth 80 million dollars. I know what you're saying, Jared. Uh, there have been baseball players that have gotten uh, 10 million a year over eight years. Yes. But none of them have gotten that money and then never played in a major league game. And that's the distinction here. He's only played six games above double-A ball. And they're going to give him eight years, $80 million. The club's got a couple of options as well. So if it pans out, they're going to get a steal probably at this. He's the top-rated outfield prospect in baseball, second amongst all players. So, they've got to they've got to buy early. They've got to put massive stock in early here and hope it pans out. But if it doesn't, oh boy. Oh boy. This is like looking for your future bet going in the NFL season. You're like, hey, so-and-so to win MVP at 20-1? to 1? Well, I'm putting a paycheck on that. Hey, if it pays off, well, great move. Smart move. If it doesn't, oh, boy, you're in a lot of trouble. Especially a smaller market team like Milwaukee. Yeah, you could be in a lot of trouble if you screw that up. There you go. That is for today's show. Tomorrow... Uh, we're back at 3 o'clock with the hammer down Show. We're back at 4 o'clock with the Boiler Basketball Show. We'll get you ready for that game against Northwestern. That's going to be a big one tomorrow night for Purdue as they kick off the Big Ten season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, IU Health Hoops Classic for the boys. We're getting to the semis. We'll talk all about that and more. That's tomorrow back here on the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7TheHammer.com. I-